Welcome to iPhone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 56 of I4O. Uh, just a little PSA before we get started. I wanted to apologize to any of our listeners who were expecting a show yesterday. Today is Monday, so it is one day late. But that being said, um, I think there's a lot of stuff going on outside of the podcast, so it's just us kind of getting organized. I'm going through a move this week. Um, Jeff's traveling, Urban's traveling. It's just a crazy week for everybody. But that being said, we still have time to get these episodes in when we do. So thank you for all of our loyal listeners who are sticking around and um, just enjoying the show while we can produce it. So with that being said, uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you with me today. Hey, Matt. Glad you could join me for this back. beautiful Monday morning. Oh, Monday morning. Uh, Monday yeah. evening, actually. Um, it's morning if you're in... I don't know the Pacific Island somewhere, or if you just sleep really late. Yeah, I mean any kind of any kind of the day is morning, depending on what time you look at the clock. So yeah, um, a broken clock is wrong twice a day. Even a long enough nap could make it morning in someone's eyes. I wish I could take naps. I can't. <laughs> if I take a nap, I'm I'm done for the whole day. It's I'm just decommissioned. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we get started, I I did want to have one piece of follow-up I, I don't know if we talked about this on the show but um i had officially gotten so usually by the time i get stuff it's like fully rolled out by services but anybody who has an android device and uses google or android messages um you can now use the web platform for android messages so you can text from a, an internet browser which is really nice um it's like the same structure as the web client for allo if anybody's familiar with that um it's just for android messages so it's just like a thing they rolled out to the to the app so you just go in and scan the qr code and you're done but for anybody who cares that's just a fun piece of thing i was messing around with that before the show and it's really it's working really well so jeff i, I care you check it out yeah, yeah. i care <laughs> yes that's how i keep in touch with you guys I was going to say, guess who I'm going to test it with? Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to that. This red-bearded <laughs> son of a gun right oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that me? Are you talking about it, me? It, only you, Matt. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, yeah, so we have a lot happened over the past week, um, to be completely honest. There was some news with Apple. Um, there was a big story with Intel this past week. Um a couple of positive bits of news for the Supreme Court ruling, and um, some people are a little bit burned out, as it were, in tech. But without further ado, let's jump straight into the first topic. Um, Apple has plans to unveil some high-end AirPods and over-ear headphones for 2019. Um, it's a bit of a product release, but it's still exciting news that Apple's taking a more of a deep plunge into the audiophile sphere and catering more towards their um, audio listeners. Um, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, being a owner on the complete opposite side of the fence. Yeah, I am on the opposite side of the fence, but it's good. Um, some of this seems like minor catch-up to competitors. Other things seem like steps ahead. Um, I am curious to see what happens with the new HomePod, considering their delays on the original version um, and what that holds. Right. Over-the-ear headphones are always exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Look, look at us both. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that'd be nice. I wonder if they're going to be more of like a, a beat style, or if it's going to be more of like a studio reference, kind of like the Audio Technica like M50Xs, where it's more of like a flat. This is getting like real deep in the weeds with like audiophile stuff, yeah. but it's like right up my alley. I love that stuff. But uh, I wonder if it's going to be more of like a reference set of monitors, or if it's going to be like for everyday use. I think that would be interesting to see. I'd be inclined to think it would be everyday use, mm-hmm. considering probably that they're trying to, you know, like every other company, make some money here. So. Yeah, and um, it looks like there's going to be the update to the AirPods as well with the the new wireless case, the little like charging case for the AirPods. It's going to be working. It's going to work with that power mat that they have. Uh, the Air Power Charger is what they're calling it. Um, that'll be interesting because I know they talked about that at the announcement for all this new tech um, yeah. and for the new uh, the iPhone 10 and iPhone 8. They talked about the eventually having everything wireless charge on this mat, um, so, which I, I found out that mat actually runs a version of iOS, which is really huh. weird. Yeah, like I don't know what I guess for power management, but like it's just like a weird, cool little thing that like it runs its own stripped down version of iOS. Interesting. Pretty, yeah. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. It's but um weird thing. But to anyone who's interested in the air power charger, now you have another device you can throw on it. Yeah. And <laughs> granted they'll probably cost more than the existing hundred and sixty dollar pair, but um right. that being said, this can kind of drive the whole line of uh Apple audio products forward because as we've talked about in previous episodes, aside from now the home pod, it's pretty lacking in terms of the high-end audio experience it's mostly catered towards the mid to low-end audio experience because they yeah unless you want to go ahead and buy beats but this is going to looks like it's going to be an in-house apple branded set of headphones um yeah i can't tell you how many people i've seen with these on just out in public mm -hmm. airpods in general so it's definitely a, a massive um a massive market. I think a lot of people are going to continue to buy these and with new features and hopefully improved sounds and functionality that we're seeing here from this news. Mm -hmm. I would think that they're going to continue to do pretty well with them. Now they have an excuse to make more expensive headphones than Beats. So now, yeah. Beats, now Beats is the cheaper alternative, which is really weird if you ask me. It is. But, um, yeah, I think definitely. Uh, according to this Bloomberg article, it, they intend on this to target um, some of the higher end models from Bose and Sennheiser. So it looks like it might be um, targeting the Bose QC35s for anybody who owns them or has used them. I actually use them for work. So um, it's like a direct competition with that higher end uh, headphone market. Um, but And it's also um, supposed to be noise canceling. So that's only a further allusion to that fact. I wonder if it's going to have Siri built into it. I believe the news I'm reading says it will. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I might be. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it in this specific article. Maybe I'm just not looking. Oh, yeah, hands-free Siri activation. Yep. Right. Right there. Yeah. So, okay. So it is directly because the Bose QC35 Gen 2s have the Google Assistant built into them. Right. Which so. is a. I've seen that in a couple of different headphones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I'm jealous that I have the Gen 1, so I don't have the Assistant in mind, but. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's not really that much to argue about. So, but either way, um, as a result of this, obviously, um, a company that must be working with Apple, uh, Cirrus Logic Incorporated, their stocks have risen um, as much as 10%. Uh, 
uh, after the news about this that they'd be working with Apple on the new AirPods. So um, obviously with the Apple effect, all the companies that are associated with new lines that they have coming out are doing well. So right. uh, I am curious to see how these stand up and I'm going to definitely be paying attention to reviews and seeing if Apple's really taking the audio file experience seriously or if it's just kind of another like half-hearted attempt kind of like in, in the same light of the home pod where it's not going to do very well you know so i i can't see them making the same mistake twice on this yeah um especially seeing some um i guess you would call it like a decrease in the the sale of their iphone units in terms of growth i would think that they're going to look into kind of alternative markets where they already have a foothold and they can expand mm-hmm. so you yeah. know just, just like the iphone got better and better over time i would think their their headphones are going to do the same thing no I'm, I'm definitely excited to kind of see where this goes and maybe go to a store and check them out and give it a try yeah so definitely yeah um but something that i probably won't be going to a store and trying out anytime soon is a zte phone <laughs> uh, because the Senate has rejected Trump's rescue plan for the Chinese firm. Um, so they voted on Monday, which is another uh, – it's Monday. I think that was – this article broke on the 18th, so it's Monday of last week, not today. Um, they, they have voted in a vote of 85 to 10 against the, um, the ZTE, I think. It was a must-pass defense spending bill. It was part of the National Defense Authorization Act, a must-pass bill. So now it has to be reconciled with the House, which is going to take a narrower approach with specifically this. So um, I think this comes with – we've seen in the news um, Trump going to meet with Kim Jong-un and him working with the president of China to improve relations with Asia. Um, So I think this is kind of a small piece of a bigger puzzle. Um, ZTE is one of the larger um, Chinese firms and this recent plan to kind of cancel that like to ban them from sale in the US I think would the company I don't think the company would survive that kind of a move so probably not yeah so um, I don't know it's it's something that's like kind of dicey but um definitely this is something that's definitely worth checking out it's like it's one of those weird disagreements between the the house and the executive branch and i think there's going to be a statement from the president specifically on this matter um as to why this is as important as it is um but i think a lot of this does fall back into um since he's been pulling back on trade and it, it this can get fairly political fairly quickly but in the in the light of taking this at a purely technical and tech news standpoint i think that it's going to be uh, this is more in an attempt to improve relations with Chinese manufacturers, along with being able to rein back in a lot of the manufacturing back to the U.S. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird back and forth. Again, not trying to get political, but I have to cite a fact that a tweet by our own president said there are too many jobs in China lost over this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sending a little mixed signals regarding that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they were saying that the White House was scrambling to avert a showdown on this specific thing. And they were saying um, uh, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross was warning that any congressional act on ZTE should respect the separation of powers. So as to what that exactly means in terms of who's going to be duking it out in Capitol Hill over this bill, I'm not sure. Um, But 
we're from what it looks like there's not going to be many democrats this is mostly a republican driven um thing that's going to happen right so. exactly mm -hmm. but yeah it's going to be interesting to follow this because this is a big company and if this goes through and this ban of zte then that could very well be the end of that and uh, not many people really know ZTE as a phone company, but they are the fourth largest phone manufacturer in the United States. So <laughs> they have a fairly big hold on the market for like the lower end phones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we have seen um, a couple other companies kind of trying to make strides there with the more affordable versions of right. more popular models like the Pixel or the iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, if there was that gaping hole in that more affordable market you would think that those companies would do well there with cte not yeah. doing so well i mean it's it, it's definitely going to be something worth following as i'm for sure curious as to where this could potentially go um, yeah just because it's it could spell the the death toll for the company so he was saying hey he said too many jobs are lost and he said a subsequent deal would allow them to operate in the u.s if it pays a one billion dollar fine um so it's it's just a i think it's more of like a scare from congress on the fact that it's a huge chinese company establishing a foothold in america and it's trump trying to i think keep relations up so there's this weird back and forth um but he said that um it would force trump to certify that chinese telecoms have not violated a u.s law for a full year and are cooperating with investigators before any lifting of civil penalties um it's it's just it's a lot <laughs> to take in yeah, and it is. the full article it's a it's a long political article that we have that'll be in the show notes for anybody who does want to follow up on this just because there's a, a lot of meat to this story yeah it's it's kind of in the same vein as the huawei news that we broke yeah. a little while ago actually this deal partially impacts huawei as well so um, so it would, it would also prevent the U.S. government from purchasing or subsidizing equipment from ZTE and Huawei. So, there you go, yeah. right in the same vein. Mm -hmm. So it's they they haven't said whether he would veto this legislation um, for the rehearsal, but they would if that happens, then there would need to definitely be some across the aisle support in order to get it past the veto. Um, so it looks like we got a bit of a stalemate for the moment. So more news on that as it develops. Yeah, time will tell. Mm -hmm. Um, but something else that is, I don't even know how to segue to this. This is just like really crazy. Um, yeah. arguably one of the biggest, uh, stories of the week is Intel CEO, Brian Krasnich, I think his name is Zanich resigned on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had a past consensual relationship with an employee, which violated a number of company policies um and cfo bob swan is going to take over as the interim ceo until they can sort this whole situation out um but he has been um an intel employee since 1982 and a ceo since 2013 so he has been a long time employee slash stakeholder slash voice in the company and he's had a rough year Mm -hmm. He's undergone everything that happened with the Spectre vulnerability. And also, I remember we reported on him selling some stock at a questionable time following that, mm -hmm. the breaking of that news. And yeah. now there's this news of a relationship that was against company policy. 
Yeah, this is oh. not good for Intel whatsoever because not only have they failed to get into the smartphone market to make chips, they hardly make any chips in the smartphone market. And the ones they do are being beat out by Qualcomm daily. Um, they have had difficulties competing with AMD with the, the release of the Threadripper and Ryzen CPUs. And it looks like they've been kind of doing all these crazy shots in the dark tech-wise. It looks like they've kind of run out of ideas, and the article also alludes to Moore's Law, which anybody who is not familiar with Moore's Law um, suggests that chips are going to be getting smaller and faster at a very regular rate. Um, I think the official Moore's Law definition is every 18 months, compute power doubles and size shrinks by like a certain percentage. Um, but what they don't tell you about Moore's Law is that it's an exponent, so it's going to taper off into it's eventually going to end like you can't just constantly double power forever right and Intel's starting to see the tail end of that exponent it's less and less improvements while other companies are somehow making leaps and bounds and improvements and they're catching up quick so i this is not look good for intel so no, definitely not and um swan coming in as acting uh ceo i guess from cfo position um, he's been the CFO since October 2016 for Intel, mm -hmm. and he for nine years he was the CFO at eBay, mm -hmm. um, and before that he was the CFO of Electronic Data Systems Corporation (TRW Inc.) Mm -hmm. <laughs> As and he was CEO of Webvan Group Inc. <laughs> so he's a lot of uh, a lot of experience here. Yeah, um, we'll see how he does with Intel. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how he does, but it's only an interim thing for the moment with Bob Swan. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how long that'll take. Maybe he'll take over fully if he does well. But um, just to give an idea, the article mentions the share prices around the time that um, Krasnich took over as CEO. Um, the Wednesday, um, before one, when he was announced as CEO, to start the day, it was 23.95, and to end the day, it was 53.46. Wow. So, yeah, they it rose to fifty three forty six on Wednesday, up from twenty three ninety five and twenty three. Oh no, I'm sorry, that was a lie. That was not one day. I'm so sorry. I was going to say that <laughs> that was a couple of years. <laughs> it rose to fifty three forty six this past Wednesday, up from twenty three ninety five in twenty thirteen when he took over. So he uh, has done a lot of good work in bringing their stock value up. Not as he's not some in insane genius of he's not some steve jobs but you know, <laughs> little little error in reading there but um, i fixed it don't worry we're good <laughs> condensing that five years into some short time frame <laughs> it's, a, it's a heck of a wednesday it was okay <laughs> <laughs> where's that camel uh, yeah, right <laughs> um but yeah they're they're expecting to deliver at a record second quarter um with accelerating data-centric revenue, they're off to a good start with the first half, and they expect it to be another record year. But I'm wondering what this is going to do in terms of that record year, because I'm yeah. assuming a lot of these projections were made before this happened. So I'm assuming that they have a good sense of direction and where they're already headed for right now. Like you said, maybe they're coming up a little stumped on what new innovations to make, but I'm sure for the time being, they have enough direction to kind of patch over this period um with an interim ceo mm -hmm. um you would you would hope that nothing like this would really send them down the tubes too quickly as such a big company yeah 
and <laughs> they i mean intel's a stable company they're very well established and yeah. it's kind of a very like cut and dry thing but i think any news like this is bad news in terms of shareholders and stocks especially when you lose as big of a voice as brian krasnich um but i mean if he violates policy they gotta they gotta act out right otherwise you end yeah. up with another uber situation exactly so yeah you can't you gotta stop the stuff at the head before it gets worse before you have to make a commercial saying you're the new ceo and it's okay now yeah or now you're like facebook where you're making all these commercials saying you're sorry yeah it's like what i have you you've seen those those commercials right they're ridiculous like you they can were... trust us because commercials are definitely not lies remember the good old days <laughs> when we were collecting data and you didn't know about it now right we're now sorry. we're doing it and you do know about it yeah, and now... we're sorry <laughs> Little do you know, um, we haven't issued an updated privacy policy in quite some time, despite right. the massive amount of commercials that have rolled out to say we're sorry. Yeah. This is Facebook. We approve this. This is Intel. This is Uber. This is, uh, I guess, Amazon, too, yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's part of a bigger... Uh, a lot of people would say it's a bigger disconnect in tech, but I think you see this stuff and potentially worse in other companies as well, but because tech is such a huge part of our lives, it's it's more noticeable and it's more in the spotlight. Well, it's not just a huge, yeah, it's a huge part of our lives and how much we use it, but it's also, these companies are massive. Mm -hmm. They like got big so quick. I don't think they knew what they were doing almost. Yeah, I mean, look at like Mark Zuckerberg was taking like public speaking classes while CEO of like the largest social network in the world. And we all saw those hearings. We know how well that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> like you would think that the CEO of a social network would have some kind of social skills Ooh, to, to Pat. But I mean, much. he's, I, I, nobody thought, nobody knew that he was just an Android, which makes sense. So it's the, okay. The weird part is that he was like, he has this reputation as being this huge bro, like in college, you would think that he just like was meeting so many people and was so good at talking to people, but nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway. Just Zuckerberg things. Mark Zuckerbot. Facebook coming in, taking over the conversation, as always. They always slide their way in, taking <laughs> over the conversation. Um, but we do actually, there's some stuff, there's a couple of pieces that are coming up that uh, I think are really good. Uh, one of them is good news. Um, so yes. what I have now is a Reddit article. Um, so the only reason why I'm including the Reddit post um is because there is links included within uh, one being the tweet and the other one being the full 119 page pdf of the hearing itself for carpenter versus the united states and this bill is fantastic news for anybody who is looking to not be tracked by their telephone company hey so, yeah good news right so um, the ruling was that police must now obtain a warrant to obtain location data from a cell tower, um, which I think is, it's just an, a natural extension of the fourth amendment that I think should have been, shouldn't even been a debate, but I mean, you know, telecom's going to lobby. So, so how does this affect things? And I hate to jump here because there's so many more important things about this, but how does this affect features like, um, is this just police or is this emergency services as well? If you dial 911, do they get your location on phones that are offering that feature still? Um, do you remember hearing about that? 
I think it's more. I think that service is fine. I think that's more of a of a by the phone manufacturer type service. So this but is I more think, like investigations, right? Like if um if you have a smartphone, and you're running away from the police, or like you're you're a missing person or something, the police now has to obtain a warrant to get your telephone company to be able to triangulate your location with your with your phone. I think that's what this is implying. So if you're a criminal and you also don't have the common sense to turn off location services on your phone, mm-hmm. you're extra protected now. Yeah. But, you know, I also agree. Rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they say, <laughs> yeah, rights, you know, just they're, yeah. they're important every once in a while, right? Especially in right. this world where we give it up so quickly for fun new tech features. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... The, this is a this is directly from the hearing. So the district court denied the motion, and prosecutors used the records at the trial to show that Carpenter's phone was near four of the robbery locations at the time those robberies occurred, and he was convicted. And the Sixth Circuit affirmed, holding the Carpenter lacked a reasonable expectation of privacy in the location information collected by the FBI because he had shared that with his wireless carriers, and they obtained it without a warrant. So. Um, it's it's going to be more so linking you to crimes, um, hmm. saying that basically um, a cell phone company or uh, an entity can't track your location unless um, they provide a search warrant saying that. Because like with these phone companies, like you sign up for a phone, like a lot of people need phones for work. Like they would also like to know that their privacy is protected if yeah because like that's something they're not giving up like that's something that's just based off of cell service not even your gps so i mean they've been able to do this they've been able to kind of triangulate phones long before gps's were popularized in devices like you see all the older tv shows where they're like smash the phone like smash the phone it's like an old flip phone (laughs) so like because that does a lot mm -hmm. yeah yeah obviously but uh, now they need a warrant because it's considered unreasonable because it's it's a personal device it's something that like i said a lot of people buy and they don't they don't want to give that information away it's considered personal data your location is considered personal data if it's being collected by something you own so Mm -hmm. theoretically a warrant would be necessary and i think this is a this is a really good ruling i'm i think i'm i'm happy that this is the precedent that's been set and yeah all joking aside i feel the same way yeah yeah all joking yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm i'm really happy about this it's it's good news um we haven't had a lot of good news in tech especially yeah, with the last couple of articles it's refreshing mm-hmm. actually um yeah, yeah you're 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 so out of the loop and almost irrelevant if you don't have something like a smartphone or a smart device yeah. in modern society and at least in America. And now this is a huge step because that's a giant concern before everyone was talking about other privacy concerns. Location was a major one everyone cared about. And now yeah. here's your protection. Yeah, yeah. And it's something like and, and like I like I was saying earlier, like not even for personal use. A lot of people use their smartphones for work. Yeah. And they don't even know that they're giving this information up. And it's something that they use, like I said, for work. So it's something it, – it's it's a little – it's it's too much. Yes. It's small victories because, you know, we can still just contact Facebook and buy it for pennies on the dime and be like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know when he where he is now because we'd like to advertise him if he's near a Dunkin' Donuts. Like, where is – where is Jeff? 
Yeah. App permissions, location services. I ask myself that every day. Where is Jeff? All you have to do is ask Matt. I always, yeah. Now (laughs) I can do it over Facebook or Messenger for web. So Yeah, that's right. Android (laughs) Messenger. See, we've come full circle. We're all the way back to the start now. (laughs) Cycle has no beginning and has no end. It is. It is an infinite cycle. Except it does have an end, which is this next article. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. Um, So moving on to what you were talking about, and I'm sure that potentially some people that we know may be able to attest to this, but um, there is a bigger conversation started by this Forbes article about burnout in the tech industry. And and when I say burnout, I'm not talking about the racing game. I'm talking about... (laughs) People feeling stressed after long days of work, um, after just the 40-plus hour grind of dealing with a company that you may or may not like. Even if you like the job, working 80 hours a week in order to get a project done is not healthy for anybody. And um, like, not even is it not only is it bad for your health, but it's bad for your social life. It's bad for relationships. It's bad for your pets. If you have them, it's bad for everybody. And everybody is working themselves to death today. We have this dangerous mentality. And and this is even more true in other cultures, like the Japanese culture, where um, a lot of them are like afraid to leave their job. And like, there's been articles where it's like a a sizable percentage said that they would be willing to kill their boss (laughs) because of the stress because of the stress that they get put through on their everyday job. That's beyond burnout. That's like life shattering. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is so common for unrealistic timelines and expectations to be set on projects in this industry with the competition that's there. And everyone thinks tech and you think, you know, an accelerated pace, it, mm-hmm. it's going to get done faster because you're using uh, tech even you know agile sprints like those are common terms because Mm -hmm. that's how it's done Mm -hmm. um but you have to realize that people weren't constructed to live these kind of lives rest is very important yeah Um, there's a reason labor laws came into existence (laughs) with how much you work in a day Mm -hmm. um during the industrial revolution people were literally dying from working too much including children and just because um, you're working from home doesn't necessarily mean you're not working as hard. It's yeah. like a mental stress. Like there are like legitimate mental issues. And I think that's a huge part of it too, is that you have your work emails and your work text messages and websites that you're accessing on your phone, even when you're not in the office or when you're not cl- on the clock. Mm-hmm. If you're a salary employee, what is on the clock even? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard to disconnect from work. Like a lot of people talk about social media being a problem, but nobody talks about work being a problem because someone like I, and it, I, I myself am even guilty of it. Like it'll be a late night sometime and someone will be like, hey, I'm rushing to get this out. Can you log on and take care of this problem real quick? Like a friend of mine came to my house cooling party because we're moving and he was like, hey, can I borrow your computer? And there's a problem at work I have to get to. And it was like 5 p.m. And he's like got a beer in one hand, like solving the problem in the other. And I'm like, oh my god, like, this is like, <laughs> this is like, when do, when does it stop? You know? Right. And like, um, and it's only like what, maybe not even 20 years ago, maybe 30 at the most, that that started to be even possible, right. where like you could work not at work. Yeah. 
and like you get all these starry-eyed college students getting out of jail that are are not jail getting out of college which is pretty much <laughs> what's the difference same thing, right yeah same difference and they get out so they get out of they get out of college and they get a job at some big tech company and they go from like drowned in schoolwork to drowned in work work and they're going from like spending late nights getting those programming projects done and getting like that website up and running for their final or like getting a long paper even if they're not even in the tech sphere like if they're just working for them in like the marketing division and then they go there and now they're putting in 60 plus hour work weeks because there's a cool incentive if you work that long you get like time and a half now or some cool thing so you're like almost and then there's all these fun things to do on the works campus it's called a campus to make it sound more exciting to be on right like there's food trucks it's All almost like fun a, stuff. Like, it's like a trick too, almost because oh yeah. you go from paying money to feel that way to getting paid to feel that way, and yeah. you're like, oh, obviously this is better. Yep. But really, as we get older, it gets harder, and right. it's really not better. No, it's definitely not good for you. Yeah. Um, no, definitely not. <laughs> and I think I think it was kind of funny to to kind of get into this a little specifically the article. Um, there's an app for tech employees called Blind, um, mm-hmm. and it went out to on a survey to employees of tech companies like Microsoft and Amazon, Google, Uber, Facebook, and other companies. Um, these are thousands of employees getting interviewed, and it's a one-question survey. Mm-hmm. It's a yes or no question. It said, are you currently suffering from job burnout? And 57.16% of respondents said, yes, mm-hmm. I am burned out. <laughs> so, and it's very funny even if you look at what what the results from different companies were mm-hmm. you have credit karma here with a rate of 70 percent of their employees saying they're burned out and then you have good old netflix <laughs> and chill with a low around 39 percent they're chilling still, it's still high 39 yeah, is still a really that's high a number. sizable percentage right yeah, that's a that's like and to go off of what you're saying and to continue with the article saying like that's the best outcome. Nobody's right. at like 20, 10, 5. 39% is the least burnt out of the companies that were surveyed. Yeah. We get 100 insane. people in a room. 39 of those people are like done. Yeah. Exactly. But, they're, but they're still working. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it's like, it's so much to ask. And like being able to put numbers behind this is like crazy because it's, and I'm sure if you were to extend this past just the tech industry, like it's way more than that. Like I'm sure that there's oh, yeah. accountants, there's nurses, there's Uber drivers, not even developers. I think um, if you went into ner- the nurse sphere of things, you'd have probably upwards of 75, 80%, if not more, yeah. saying that they're burned out. And these burnouts are coming from a number of places too. So there was a survey that was done on top of this by Kronos that was found the top three uh, cited factors for workplace oriented burnout and those three are unfair compensation coming in at 41 percent an unreasonable workload at 32 and then too much overtime work also at 32 percent wow so the fact that 32 percent of the surveyed workforce was saying that not only are they working overtime but it's an unreasonable workload like that's, and they're not getting compensated for and, it. Yeah, and a lot of more aren't even getting compensated for the work that they do, even if they're working reasonable hours. Um, and then other factors are poor management, negative workplace culture, a lot of politics, and other employees feeling disconnected from the company's strategy and their roles. So kind of being grinded underneath the corporate wheel and not being able to see what's going on. And 
you know, those are all pretty common conversation points amongst friends and peers that I've met so far in my adult life. We have friends who share these sentiments. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. So um, it would, it would behoove us to try to solve this problem because it does cost a lot. Uh, it costs the health industry. It costs the companies themselves and it costs just like, it's an overall cost because you get value lost in not having someone who feels compensated so they're not going to work as hard and all these implicit costs. Um, but the real stuff, so in healthcare spending, workplace stress costs around 125 to 190 billion annually. That's with a B, billion. And it contributes to around 120,000 deaths per year. Wow. So people just kind of drop from the stress. And apparently it's causing a lot of uh, issues with workforce retention too. Mm -hmm. There's a survey on HR leaders of those workplaces and 95% of them said that it's the burnout is directly affecting and sabotaging even workforce retention. Again, something that you and I have seen firsthand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, these costs are incredibly hard to calculate. And uh, I, I don't even like it's it's just a huge problem that mm-hmm. I think needs to be solved. And um, I find it funny that the comment that we have in the chat is I am job, which, <laughs> <laughs> which Who is says that? that was a uh, hard Joe. So, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> what I, say all the time. <laughs> I know. And I find that just so appropriate yeah. and potentially a show title for this episode. Um, oh, I love it. I've yeah. never been so excited to title the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So your motto is literally the end point of this episode and oh um, a huge problem in the country as it would turn out. So Full uh, circle. Like You can't help but laugh at it. And the fact that this article <laughs> has two pages is testament enough to the fact that this is an actual problem. Yeah, the person who wrote the article was burnt out by the end of this article. Yeah. You know? A lot of people, they say roughly one in five people have a diagnosable mental health condition, and these numbers run parallel in the workplace, yet they either don't seek treatment, they're misdiagnosed, or they don't get the adequate treatment that they might actually need, because that uh, whatever, they, they think, oh, I'm, I'm just tired, I need to get more sleep, or even worse, like, I need to drink Red Bull or coffee, and that leads to health problems down the road, instead of actually getting a good night's sleep. Yeah, I don't. I think the coffee thing's a huge issue. I think people are overstimulated through the day from caffeinating so much. It's a drug. Um, it certainly is, but I also don't think that um, I don't pe- think people really understand how important sleep is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's commonly sacrificed to enjoy your free time, and then you wind up staying up too late, and then having to get up early for work, and being tired again, and drinking too much caffeine, and mm-hmm. then enjoying your free time, and and then you don't get any time to spend at night on the weekdays so on the weekends you go crazy and drink to excess or you stay up late doing something and you don't catch up on much needed sleep over the weekend yeah and then you start the whole cycle over again and it just kind of gradually drags on and on and on and then it it, it slowly kills you i think uh it causes a lot of people to play video games to excess too to kind of use that escapism to get away from it too Mm -hmm. just yeah it's I think it's 
a contributing directly contributing factor to a lot of societal issues yeah and you you brought up uh social media yeah like you were kind of getting at we're, we're not talking about this we're talking about how people are addicted to social media but we don't really talk about we call talk about why they keep coming back we don't talk about why they're addicted to begin with right i think maybe it's because they're cut off from socializing because they are too caught up in things like work and school we live in this world where it's so hard to turn off that we implement that or we incorporate that into every aspect of our lives like social media people get addicted to it because you get these dopamine rushes from the likes and the comments and you're catching up with family and for people who just joined the network they're meeting people they haven't talked to in like 30 plus years maybe more and it's an exciting experience for them and they can't get enough of it and then you get the same thing at work where you can go and log on and literally i could i could stop this podcast right now and go work and it would take me five minutes and I'm up and running. Yeah. Like, whereas it's a normal 40 minute commute into my job. So I wonder if, if that dopamine rush from social media is heightened while you're working and cut off from regular socialization, as opposed to if you're say out to dinner in a crowded place with your significant other and you check Facebook, mm. are you going to get the same rush that you would if you're in a cubicle and you're bored out of your mind? I don't think so. I think, I yeah, either. I think if anything, it's like you're, if you're working, you're missing out on what's going on on the outside. And like a lot of people like look out the window and they're like, Oh, look, look outside. It looks so nice outside. Or like, let's go out and get lunch or like, let's go here. Or like, let's like not enough people do that. I think. And I think that's something that people need to start incorporating into their everyday lives, because I think that's an important aspect that a lot of people, a lot of people are ignoring. Um, So there's a lot that companies can do about this, but what, what can an employee do about this? If you're suffering from this, what can you do? I guess just get the time where you can. Um, just take those few moments of free time to evaluate what you're doing and maybe go out, get lunch with somebody or um, go for a walk every once in a while, like get up from the desk and move. Uh, after work, exercise, go to bed at a good time. Uh, don't drink to excess on the weekends. Have a healthier diet because... Uh, something that don't talk about here which attributes to the health thing is it's very common for people to bring in like treats or pastries or something donuts or pretzels or bagels or something for work in the morning and it's very easy to adopt a very unhealthy diet as a result of that yeah Um, and just like taking care of yourself before and like and also trying to schedule regular vacations and like you have sick days so use them if you feel if you feel sick use them don't use them to excess or else you'll get fired but yeah. but like don't yeah. feel well yeah mm-hmm. and and I, would, oh, I, I would also comment on if you have an hr representative which you should and you feel this way like it's affecting your life in a severely negative way go to them and have an adult conversation and tell them mm-hmm. that's what they're there for right and value your sleep and like you said matt take care of yourself because you have to yeah um a lot of workplaces it's becoming a more of a and this is starting in tech but i think it's expanding slowly into other areas they're reimbursing um health spending so any spending you make on a gym membership or supplements or vitamins or a wellness routine that you're establishing they will actually reimburse up to x amount of money that's I've seen that in certain places, but not everywhere. Um, another thing that's becoming a lot more common is offering a flexible working environment. Um, so not it making your employees adhere to a strict amount of hours, but 
say like there's the dog she wants to get in but say like enforcing like strict working hours don't do that because then people are rushing not only to work but to get to work and to get home at yeah. a certain time so it's it's just it, there's a lot and there's a lot that we're doing wrong and not a lot that we're doing right and it's a problem that i think is only going to get worse I think companies have to recognize too that you're going to get better quality of work. You're going to retain more employees like this article commented on. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have an overall better company if you care about these things yep. about your employees and you realize this is happening. Mm -hmm. Your your timelines are important, but making them absurd is not going to benefit you or your employees right. in the long run. And you see all these stories of people saying like, I took a pay cut to go work somewhere and I'm so much happier as a result. Like mm -hmm. take a step back and evaluate that for yourself. Like you may be making a good paycheck. You may be having a, a very like, you may like your coworkers or you may do something, but if the work itself is toxic to your health and to your lifestyle, then maybe it is time to dial it back a little bit and do something that makes you happier. Or even if it's just as simple as a vacation, Go and take a vacation. Yeah. Like it, there's ways to do it. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And vacation doesn't mean you have to book an expensive hotel and flight and go somewhere far away, even though you could. Yep. You could take a vacation and make it a staycation. Exactly. That's that's yeah. actually what we were going to go on a vacation after we moved. But um, I suggested that we do a staycation. And the idea was too like tantalizing to ignore that. We're going to just stay and hunker down and just, just like, yeah, and, shut down and, for a while. You know, you can get out and go walk around, go to the park for a day with the dog or whatever. Yeah. You know. I'm going to do a couple brewery tours, go to like Hershey Park, something like that. It's going to be a good time. It'll be nice instead of awesome. dealing with the stress of like an airport or a long car ride or something. Yeah. Um, and in that same light, um, just like for people who do work on a salaried um, and not necessarily an hourly – uh, if you're not getting compensated for that overtime, you don't work it. <laughs> like every once in a while, like don't, just don't, just say no, just turn off for a day. Like just let yourself have a night. Like the work will be harder the next day probably, but I mean, what are you doing to yourself in the meantime? Yeah. The work is going to, it's going to be harder the next day if you're exhausted too. Yeah. So you'll be happier as a result. So, yeah. and also like there's been a lot of problems that like I'm trying to solve it. And it's like 7 p.m. and I'm just so burnt out. And then I stop and I get to a good spot. And then the next day I come in and I solve the problem that took me four hours yesterday in five minutes. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's worth it. So anybody who's listening, do reconsider what you're doing at work and at home and evaluate it to make a healthier lifestyle for you. And I don't have the article to cite, but I remember reading a scientific article about how sleeping on a problem like that allows your brain to solve it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah some scientists like actually will like they've trained themselves to like lucid dream so they can like think of it while they're dreaming and stuff too and like some people have solved problems while they're sleeping so so in a way that's working all the time but another way it's resting too because you're so. right yeah so that's the ultimate goal if you right. can work and sleep at the same time without sleeping on the job then i think you're doing good <laughs> <laughs> If you could be oh. sleep but also job, then ooh, that's the that's the true dream. <laughs> I want to be sleep soon. Yeah, see, it's not bright outside anymore. <laughs> Your room's nice and bright though. It is, yeah. That's that simulated light to keep me working later. Yeah, but 
in the sake of health, I think it's time we bring this podcast to a rousing close and get on with our evening so I can go cuddle with my dog. <laughs> Sounds lovely. <laughs> um, for anybody who wants more life health tips and wants to catch up with us more online and offline, um, you can you can listen to our show after the fact on industry40.podbean.com. That's where we call our home. Uh, as for other applications, if you're watching us on Twitter, there's social media above. Um, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Industry40, all spelled out. Um, if you want to listen to us not on Podbean somewhere else, you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much anything. You can have your Amazon or Google device play us on uh, any of the applications that they might have also. Um, still no news on Spotify. Uh, keep keep posted on that. I'll let you know via yeah. Twitter. Um but uh, for anybody who does listen and they were wondering where we were yesterday, um, I didn't get to announce it yesterday, but um, please follow us on Twitter. That's where most of the showtime announcements do happen before the show. It's just easier to send a tweet out before the show starts. Um, but I encourage anybody to follow us there for news. And sometimes I, I get into little Twitter rants and I follow stuff and I'll, I'll be live tweeting the events as they happen this fall as well, the Google and Apple events. So, you know, I got to get access to that Twitter and join in on that conversation. Yeah, man. Even if you, you just do it that. from your own Twitter, I'll go back and forth with you. That's true. I'll make mine public. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Go for it, man. Yeah. Like and it. Uh, we have uh, 146 downloads on last week's episode. So, yes. as of right now, so I'm hoping that we get 146 followers on Twitter at the very least. That'd be nice. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Everybody come check us out. It really helps yeah. us. And yeah. also, um, if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, uh, tell us about it. Go on one of iTunes or Stitcher and drop us a review. And it really does help us because it puts us higher up in the standings and it gets us um, more. It gives us access to more listeners. And not only does it help us, it helps you because your reviews tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So they give us the information that we need in order to produce a better show for you guys um, but with that being said this has been episode 56 of i4o and i will talk to you guys in the next one see ya thanks guys